Hey everyone, I'm Cynthia Conte and welcome to another edition of the best women's boxing show, period. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. Hello everyone. I am happy to be with you again, Cynthia, and we are especially happy to be with this gentleman here who needs little to no introduction, but he has a big title fight happening this weekend in San Francisco, New Orleans own Regis Progray. Thank you for joining us, Regis. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Regis. You know, Deandra and I, yesterday, the past couple of days, we've been watching a lot of the footage between you and Haney. I have to give it to you guys. The build-up to this fight is so flipping good. You both, yeah. you both can talk your shits. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Yeah, we do. Right, that's what we do. I mean, it's just, I think it's just natural. You know, you you need stuff like that in boxing. You need, um, you need two people that can kind of mission mash and, and make a you know, a big fight, you know, because some people, it's just, you know, it's just don't do it. But I think with us and with our teams, and it is exciting. People want to see that. And then we both talk, and that's how it is. How much of that do you legitimately enjoy? You know, there's some fighters like, oh, I want to do all my talking in the ring. And fighters do do their talking in the ring. But we've been able to see from different perspectives, not just the zone, but Devin's got his film crew and things that you share. How much of the trash talk do you as a person legitimately enjoy us seeing? Um, all of it. You know, I mean, I just that's me, you know, like I'm I'm. I'm a I'm a mood type of person, a feel type of person. So whenever I feel like, or whenever I'm in a mood to talk, then I do it. Sometimes we don't like we did a face off yesterday. He didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. You know, so I just wasn't. You know, I guess we wasn't in the mood because now it's it's fight week. So for me, all that stuff is kind of done. It's to, all the talk is is finished. It's time to fight now. Um, earlier, yeah, we can talk and all that stuff, but now it's it's kind of done. So now nah, for me, it, you you know what you see is what you get. Um, when I'm talking, I really mean it. When I'm not, it just I don't feel like it. We've seen you in several fight camps, and the last one we saw you went home. It was a homecoming in New Orleans, and you fought Zoria. And it was, it, like you said, you were your mind was focused on so many other things, and you didn't get out of that fog. And that's why the way you performed, and people thought it was boring, and blah blah blah, split decision. And that's mm -hmm. why Haney said he wants to fight you because he saw a lot of things that he can, you know basically right. win the fight now with mm -hmm. this fight it's in his hometown surprisingly how different is this fight camp how uh, you've changed a lot of things but how much hungrier what did you have to do different in order to change that mindset of what you've learned and all the people that you've changed and uh moved in your training camp well first off this is not his hometown <laughs> That's oh, well, the yeah. everybody keeps saying his hometown he was, he was born, born here, there <laughs> he was born here he's from henderson Nevada. he's not from here at all man listen i'm I run on the streets and stuff like that. And people are like, man, you are not, they, they, I hate the haze. I don't like the haze. I'm, I'm on the street with people. I go to the gym when I'm, when I walk in the street and stuff like, man, I don't like the haze, man. You got to whoop him. So it shouldn't even be like that. You know, they like, he's not even from here. I'm talking to people. I'm talking to these real guys outside and they're like, man, Haney's not from here. He moved when he was seven. So he's from Henderson, Nevada. You know, he was born here. That's cool. But he's not even from here. Um, As far as the camp. Yeah. I mean, I changed a lot. Like, so like the last camp, even the people around me, they were saying, man, like it, it didn't even feel, it felt like I was going through emotions. Like right now, it's like everybody's in camp is locked in. Everybody's focused. Everybody's excited, especially me. You know, we just super excited about this. And, you know, I, I, I mean, the last camp I did about six weeks. This time I did like four months camp. So I've been in camp for a long time. You know, usually I will do about two months camp, but this time I did a four month camp because I'm just so serious about it. Um, Usually I go to L.A., 
for about two or three weeks. This time I stayed in LA and trained for two months. So, you know, just being away from my kids, away from my family, it's just like, I'm so serious. Like it's for me, I feel like it's no way that I could fail because I, I literally, I checked off everything. It's nothing, I didn't slack in no areas of training, no areas of, I dedicated everything, I sacrificed everything. So I know that everything is gonna work out just how it's supposed to work out. And um, working with, you know, working with my my, my other trainer, Julian Chua, we, that's why I was in LA working with him for a long time. And, you know, we gonna have a game plan from one all the way to 12. So it's, I, I know this fight gonna be totally different and, um, I'm just like that's why I just sac why I sacrificed so much for this and I because I really really want it and I never did that before my whole life my whole career I never did a cap like this in my whole career. Mm -hmm. If you could speak some more to that about carrying a city on your back, we've known from the beginning that you represent from New Orleans. You were living in Texas, but New Orleans is your hometown. For them to say that this is a hometown fight and people telling you that they moved from there and this is not their hometown, is that any insights into their who they are as people by yeah, calling it a hometown fight and it's not really... That's what I'm saying. It's not his hometown. I lived in California too. If that's if that's the case, this is my hometown. You know, you know, like it's not his hometown. People people even say if 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 Devin Haney came to fight New Orleans, if he run on the street, people not gonna say, Man, you need to whoop Reese. I don't like Reese. No, I that's really my people out there. I really be out in the street in New Orleans and in, and not even just in New Orleans, even in Houston and stuff. Like I be I really be outside, I really be on the street and stuff like that. So people not gonna say that. Out here, I'm at the gym. They like, man, I don't like Devin. Devin not from here. He not the hand is not from here. And so it's not. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't believe all that. Like, you know, people can believe the hype and all that stuff. But I just I literally just don't. I don't believe none of that stuff. This is not his hometown. He's from Henderson, Nevada. He moved. How many schools did he go to here? You know, like what is what is his background here? You know, where his grandma live or something like that. It's not his hometown. You got to walk out with Kendrick Lamar. Then that reminds me of a little insert on his album where he's like, "Where your mima stay? Where your people stay? Tell you somebody hometown." Not from here. That's what I'm saying. He's not. This dude's not from here. You know, he's not. Well, you guys had so much talking during your um, your face-off with uh, Chris Mannix. Chris Mannix couldn't even get a word in with you guys. But I think my favorite part was when you called out Devin Haney about his 15 knockouts. And you're like, who did you fight? And he just laughed because I'm like, oh, he just clowned him. But it was it's funny because his knockout ratio is 50%. Yours is 83%. You have 24 knockouts. So I know you're going in for the knockout. Uh, I think in your last press conference in San Francisco, you said you would even box him. I don't ever see you as a boxer because I like to see knockouts from you. We know that Devin is really taking this seriously just as you because he's he's brought in Freddie Roach, who's a pressure fighter, who's going, you know, Devin's a boxer normally. But at the end of the day, we might just see a boxer that's going to clinch and you're going to have to try to ru be rugged. How do you go around? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm doing that because you got to fight your fight and not his fight. So I'm a, man, I'm, I have my own plan. I have my own plan. 
And, you know, um, I don't think – I don't care who he brings in. I don't think it's going to matter. You know, like, at the end of the day, me and him have to get in there. And he has to fight me, and he has to still get hit by me. And, you know, he's just – Devin is – he's a he's – a, he's a, he doesn't have a big punch. He's not a big puncher at all. So, at the end of the day, he can do all that stuff. He can work on all – it's still – at the end of the day, it's still a fight. You still have to get hit by me for 12 rounds. And I don't think Freddie Roach is going to make absolutely no difference in – um. I say usually – I was just going out there and fighting, but now, you know, with, with Julian and with Bobby coming up, they're going to have a plan for 12. Every round, I'm going to have a different plan to go out and do something. So I don't think I don't think what he does, I don't think nothing is going to matter. Bringing in different voices into a camp can uh, kind of uh, affect a fighter. I guess maybe they're, they can't really change them physically because they don't have that long history of working with one trainers. And I think I've seen some things where they say, oh, you know, we visit other trainers, we absorb information, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. From your perspective, if you were to do the same thing and talk to Robert Garcia or go talk to, you know, insert trainer here and get their perception, how does that affect you and your mental approach to a fight? Does it, do you think it's a confusing thing to bring all these voices under the guise of, I'm just gathering information. I just want different perspectives. What does that do to a fight? Yeah, I think it confuses you. I think it definitely confuses you. I think that, and I think that shows weakness. Um, I think it's a quote from Conor McGregor. He said the same thing. He was like, man, I'm going to always be with the same coaches. And for me, I feel the same way. When you when you go switch from all these different coaches, it's not the coaches, it's you. You know, you keep switching and switching. Those coaches know you, so you should listen to those coaches. So, yeah, I feel like that's, um, it could be, I mean, it depends. Certain people are different, but they could be a, a certain weakness when information from all these coaches. I think you should have your set coaches and, you know, stick with. I know that we don't have much time with you, but I do love all the shit talking that your team is doing. I love Devin's, I mean, Devin, Bill Haney, just, he just does a lot of it. Um, I think it's great, but Giandra, you know, we have our segment. I think you've done it before. Uh, go ahead, Giandra, with your segment. Oh, okay. Well, as we know, well, you know what? Actually, I'm going to take you in a, in, in a different path. We usually get you to talk your shit and you're you're very excellent like that. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you about something where you were already talking your shit. So we saw in, I watched Devin's team's video where it was like inside the Haney pro gray fight. And I love this when you walked up on his bodyguards and was like, oh, we got some big mm, up in our camp too. What's up? And yeah. Haney's dad is telling him, don't mess up the money. Don't say nothing to him. Don't mess up the money. What did that look like from your perspective? Break down that yeah. interaction from, cause you know, it's shot from their point of view. I want to know what it looked like from your you point of view. Saw, you um, walked I, up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shot from their point of view. You should have saw it from my point of view. First off, I walked up on him, right? This big old goofy dude, not supposed to let me do that, right? If you have a security guard, he's not supposed to let you walk up on him, his team. Devin was sitting down doing an interview with Chris Manning. I was over there. I walked up right to the security guard and I talked to his little brother because I went to his little brother. His little brother was talking, so I went and talked to him and he was shook. Then I talked to um little brother i started talking trash to him then i'm like bro what's up with you you know what i'm saying like he didn't know what to say he was shook because i'm where i'm from bro size don't matter i don't care how big you are and all that that don't matter but he just a big old soft goofy dude yesterday man i'm gonna tell you yesterday at the at the um at the face of this dude came with a uh a uh a, a, a ski mask and a what's that what the in a vest on a, a, a ski mask and a vest. He's just big old, he, big goofy. That's all he is. He's literally a big goofy. Like they look stupid. And then he had a he had a holster, a gun holster with no gun in it. 
It's like, bro, they it's like a he like a Halloween character. They're big old goofy dude, bro. Like these are big, like his team looks so goofy to me. That's all I like. They so these dudes, like the Haynes, they look so goofy. I mean, besides Bill, all the rest of them need some goofy ass, they some goofballs, bro. That's all I look at them as goofballs. The security dude, I don't know where Devin got this dude from, but he a big old goofy dude. Like he big six five, I don't even tall six four six three, but he a big kid. He had a ski mask on, then he had a he had a vest on, a, a bulletproof vest on. Like we going to Iraq or something. Like what are you doing? And then he had a gun holster with no gun in it. Like bro, what are you doing? What's the point of that? Like just to look like that. That like, I don't know if they think that's intimidate people, that scare people. That looks so goofy. It just looked like a he like a big goofy. So I, when I walked up to him, like what's up, big man? What's up? You know we got we got big dudes for you too. You know what I'm saying? Like I. Like where I come from, bro, that that size don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like size don't matter. We I didn't whoop a bunch of big dudes coming up, so size don't matter. Besides all this boxing stuff, but anyways, like yeah, I just I just walked up on him and that's all. And he ain't, he ain't do nothing. So obviously, if I would have kept talking, I, I don't know what would have happened to Big. I don't know what he would have did. But Bill had to come in. See, the thing is, you know, Bill is is more like us, you know, because he come from the same type of environment, so he knows how to. Bill knows how to deal with that. You know, he knows how to talk. He knows how to deal with that. These dudes, they these guys, Devin and his security, these guys, they grew up with Devin. So they don't know how to deal with the type of the type of things that I'm saying. You know, his little brother, his big brother, they don't, they never they didn't come up in this type of environment. So they don't know, you know, they don't know how to deal with this. Like I said, big dude was just sitting there twiddling his fingers and stuff like that. Like, bro, what are you doing, bro? Like, if you're a bodyguard, you're not even supposed to let me come over there. So I already. I already tested him right there. When I came over there, he just let me come over there. And to his little, to, and that's the devil's little brother. He got like a 14-year-old little brother. And I was just going to play with him and stuff. Like, I wasn't going to do nothing to him, just playing with him. But as a as a bodyguard, you're not even supposed to let me come over there. I'm not even supposed to be over there. You're supposed to stand right in the way. So I already know right there. That tell me what type of dude you are right there. But he, a, like I said, bro, them dudes is big old clowns. He a big old goofy clown. That's what I look at him as. Well, you didn't Whoa. know what he was doing, but we know he definitely wasn't shooting. So we know that. <laughs> wasn't shooting. Ski mask with a thing on, with a vest on, with a, a gun holster with no gun in it. And the, the gun holster was a, um, what what kind of gun holster he had? A Velcro gun holster. So you could just pull it off his leg. Oh, man, these dudes is goofy, bro. He got that from the Halloween store. He had to. <laughs> you better tell them about Louisiana because they don't just know. They don't know. Man, these <laughs> no. dudes, they goofy, bro. That's what I'm saying. They so good goofballs. That's all. I look at them and I'm like, bro, I, I want to laugh. Like when I look at it, I just want to laugh. We had to be serious and stuff like that yesterday at the face off. But I'm looking like, oh my, these, I just want to laugh. And then Devin, all his people, he brought, um, his people, he brought rockheads with him. He just, like, all these dudes he brought with him. I don't know who his daddy know. I don't know who his daddy grew up with. These dudes like heroin heads or something like that, rock heads or something. I don't know who these. I don't know who. I don't know who Bill know. And I don't know or like old pimps and rock heads and I don't know what these dudes got. Bro. I don't know what they got going on. It's just like Devin just man. It's just like man. He went outside and was like man. Come come with me to this. You know come with me to this press conference. I got a face off. Y'all come with me. I don't know who Bill and them know, bro. These dudes is bro. They clowns, bro. It's a clown show. They belong in the circus. After I, after I whoop Devin, bring him to the service. <laughs> Period. All right. That, that was an amazing talk. Yo, shit. I love it. Okay, last uh, last segment for mine. We've done this before. Off the cuff. One word. Every name I mentioned. Ryan Garcia. Clown. <laughs> Amanda Serrano. Beast. Shakur. Skillful. Terrence Crawford. Monster. Real estate. Real estate. Yes. Like houses? Yeah. 
Money. Money. <laughs> Birkin bags. Birkin bags. Hakel, my wife. That's all she got. <laughs> she loved that shit. Hakel. Ben- she getting one right now, matter of fact. I call it she getting one right now, literally. Beignets. New Orleans. Boxing. Best sport. That's two hey. words, but whatever. Devin Haney. Ass whooping. Regis Progray. Beast mode. This is a fun little. I loved your talk your shit, boy. Regis, you are a good time today. You, you better you put really on from Louisiana. <laughs> you really are. I mean, you guys tune in. Uh, he's taking, he's defending his WBC super lightweight strap against Devin the Dream Haney. Devin is looking to come up and take that strap. You guys tune in. The Rougarou is coming out to play, and I'm he's going to play with Dream ha- uh, Devin the Dream Haney. Best of luck to you, Regis, and the whole team. Thank you, thank you. Have Take care. I didn't expect to see Regis. Regis was, you know, first that his his Wi-Fi was a little choppy. It looked like a whole silent <laughs> movie. I was like, so you guys, when you see it, it's not our editing skills. It was his Wi-Fi. And I'm going to keep that in there so you guys see that we talk about it's his Wi-Fi. But man, I love the way you turned around your talk your shit segment. And he still talked his shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew that was going to wake it up because I remember watching that and I enjoyed it. Shout out to the Haney team. It's beautifully shot, beautifully edited. But at the same time, it's from their point of view. And them dudes were looking hella big standing next to Regis. So I wanted to know what that looked like from his perspective. I knew he was going to fill in the cover, the color, because Louisiana people, my cousins, my family, I'm Creole like him. And I know how crazy my Creole cousins are. So I already knew that was going to wake it up. <laughs> That's what he said. I mean, Bill Haney bringing out the pimps. Did he say the hose? <laughs> the crackheads, the heroin Heroin addicts. Oh <laughs> He said, look, he brought the whole subculture to the press conference, apparently. <laughs> like, um, oh, God, we could not script this even better. Regis Progress, salute to you. You are a good time in an interview. My goodness, you are free. And we're here for all that. And for all of you guys that say, well, you don't have Devin Haney. Trust me. You could check our receipts, our texts. We have been trying to get Devin Haney. I've been even talking. Bill Haney says, yes, I got you. From way back, I saw him when I went to the Teofimo fight in New York. And I was like, hey, my girl Cynthia has been reaching out to you. We yeah. really want to get you. We've had other people in their camp lobbying on our behalf. <laughs> we want to talk to him. We can only talk to who talks to us. So don't <laughs> give us any grief. So, yeah, so. Devin, if you just happen, or any of Devin's team, because this this video Tell is going him. to drop this week because it's fight week. We're going to drop it. We have to drop it like today. He uh, is but, welcome uh, to come on and talk his shit too. Uh, but Gianda, there's so much to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. okay, girl, <clears throat> we got to go into like just yesterday's boxing Twitter. And this is our run it back. We ain't talking girl. about no fights. We got to talk about this whole Sky Nicholson, Amanda Serrano, we we already knew that Amanda was not going to be fighting th- two minute rounds anymore, and we know WBC does not acknowledge three minute rounds. They don't. They, and so she had to. She gave up her title. C- good for her. She did. She stood for what was right for the sacrifices that she's made through her tremendous career, mm-hmm. and um, she just wants. She, you know, like I said, if you want change, and Michaela said, if we want change, they have to be the change. So. Good for them. Sky Nicholson. And even when I interviewed Ebony, she I think she got the 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 question misconstrued, but it still came out that Sky would fight three minutes, but WBC doesn't recognize three minutes. So 
it wouldn't have been for a WBC strap and Sky is a WBC mandatory. So now she doesn't want to be elevated. WBC was going to elevate her to full champ, but who wants to be the email champ? Good right. for Sky saying, you know what? I don't want it. So now the WBC have mandated uh, to fight Sarah Mafood, which is she's a silver champion. So they have like till January 12th to figure out uh, a, a pay and a date and blah, blah, blah. If not, this person did. But good for Sky. But then based off the tweets, and I mean, of course, we let boxing Twitter do all the fighting. I'm not going to say Sky did it because I don't I don't want to read into it because it's a tweet. But she's uh, allegedly saying that she, Amanda, is using the three minute round to quote unquote duck her. I don't know if that's I, I don't think that personally. Amanda doesn't give a shit. She cares more about the three minute rounds than fighting uh, for a belt that doesn't recognize three minute rounds. And what, what are your thoughts? I'm, I'm just, you know, I don't want to read into this. Oh, don't go Ms. at me. Sky Nichols. And I've never met, uh, let me just preface this by saying I've never met her. I'm sure she's a lovely human being. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her. I hope we get to interview yeah. her one day. I'm not trying to disrespect you, young lady, but to say Amanda Serrano is scared to fight her or to imply that or would allege it, she was trying to allege about Amanda vacating to not fight her is completely ludicrous. We're talking about Amanda Serrano here. So you mean to tell me that she fought Katie Taylor and all the killers that she's fought, Heather Hardy, all the hard hitting people that she's fought in and around her career. But at this stage, she's ducking you. I'm sorry. That's so disrespectful to who Amanda is as a champion to yeah. even allege that, especially in women's boxing, where the options are. There are more options now, but the options are still too few of who people can fight. And I've just, that's soured me very much. I want her to maybe elaborate, come on the show, talk to us. I know we would love you to want elaborate. You. Yeah. Because but we, I found it disrespectful. Because, you know, the only way we find out is obviously through Twitter and then we get a WBC email, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, and then when you see people saying, oh, Sky's saying she's ducking, uh, that Amanda is ducking. Like I said, I give credit to Sky not being elevated to a champion because as, right. as, a, as a fighter, you want to fight the champion. You want to win the belt, not just be right. gifted. Like I said, look at how much shit Devin Haney got. And he had a, you know, he had approved himself why he deserves a WBC belt. It's not his fault he got emailed the, the belt. I mean, right. it really wasn't. I, I, is misguided. Why isn't she... Why doesn't she have beef with the WBC for not sanctioning if she's willing to move up the three rounds and Amanda wants to fight the three minute rounds? Why not come together with Amanda and say, we want to do three minute rounds? I think her anger is misguided or her statements are misguided. And, you know, with all due respect to the WBC, we got love for them and Mauricio and the whole team over there. But that's really where that should be directed, because if they want to negotiate that, they should follow fall in line with the fighters wishes, in my opinion. My yeah, opinion. it. Yeah. And it's hard, like with Amanda Serrano's beautiful statement, uh, mm -hmm. she thanked everyone. And, and it was it was a lovely statement of her vacating the belt. But it's hard when, uh, you know, times are changing. Absolutely. Fortunately, they're changing. But if companies or or people don't change with it, then you're going to be left behind. So absolutely. And, and, and I get it. WBC has these medical things of why women don't. And I, I understand Lou DiBella is hard on not doing two minutes. There's a lot right. of people that don't like it, but right. 
these women want to fight. If they're saying we want, they want equal pay, then they're going to be like, well, we want to fight the three minute round. So exactly. why don't you let them, it can't make sense. If you're saying I want equal pay, but I'm only going to fight two minutes. Like it, you can't, or if you support, or if you're truly an advocate for equity, follow their wishes. Everything is a point of negotiation. We hear that all yeah. the time, everything from the camp to the walkout to the corner, everything is a point of negotiation. If these women have come together as a unit and say, we want this and you stand in the way, what does that really say about your true advocacy and allyship of what women and women's sports and what women are trying to do? And so that's what I don't appreciate. And I don't, I don't appreciate Sky alleging that Amanda's ducking her because she wants to fight three minute rounds. That's crazy to me. It's yeah. For time. anyone that uh, it's Sky's team, Matchroom, Eddie, you know, we would love Sky to come on because Absolutely. we are going based off what we read in tweets. And, you know, yes, we know that she is the, she was, she's all, she's been calling out Amanda Serrano. And mm -hmm. after Amanda fought the three minute round, she was very hard set about moving forward with only three minute rounds. And Hey, she, she's a champ she's an eight what seven eight division world champ and undisputed so she could do whatever she wants and established so, yeah. and this considerable a side so yeah it is what it is it is what it is so uh again the saga continues and then what did we have a crazy chat about this fight that happened in tennessee against a 59 you heard me right the man was 50 59 years old going pro to be fair he has been sparring he has been in the gym but to go pro against Deshaun Hunter from North Carolina his record is or yeah zero and six <laughs> zero and six the I mean the clips it was so fast because Deshaun got him with a, a right and then a left Scott England the man the older gentleman went down in five seconds that's just as bad as the, uh, remember when, uh, what Senecia fought that older lady and she was that like, laid out. that bad. That was like, yeah. I mean, that, and she had fights under her belt. This guy, oh yeah, girl. Listen, let me tell you guys something and come in close kids. If you are Owen six and the only way you can win is by knocking out Paul Paul, boxing is not for you. It's not for you. You had to knock grandpa out before Christmas? Girl. Well, shame on the sanctioning bodies. I get it because the guy has been in the gym. So it's not like some some random dude that they just found. But yeah, boxing is not, it's a, it's a deadly sport. We've seen way worse that happens with professional fighters that have been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not a sport that you just do as a hobby, like, oh, let me, you know, and that's why the YouTubers, yes, I uh, credit to the YouTubers who really do take it seriously. They understand that they have to fully train, they, they, they can get hurt, then it, it can be very deadly. But something like this, it's, uh, he's a... Paul Paul must have thought, he must have been watching old Bernard Hopkins fights, because look, listen, you are not Bernard Hopkins, sir. And I'm just mortified that Paul Paul had to take a fight. And what did they pay Paw Paw? They couldn't have paid him like anything. But again, going back to this guy, Jashan, sir, if you're 0-6 and the only way you can pull out a win is by knocking out a 59-year-old man before Christmas, December 5th, try a different sport, my boy. Try something different. Yeah. Now watch. I hope 
in the future, this kid doesn't circle back because he's only 23 and he goes on to be one of the most storied guys in boxing. He's be like, I hate that chick from Best Women's Boxing Show who told me to hang it up. Look at me now. Look at me now. Nobody yeah. thinks he's Floyd, but <laughs> find you another sport, my boy. Uh, that's just, you know, the auntie in me talking. Yeah. Not I mean, now you can say he has one pro fight win, but we ought to find those six guys who beat him and ask him what they think. <laughs> Get their feet. I, I mean, all, all of that happened yesterday. I just could not believe it. I was like, we see the sky drama and then we, we see this. I'm like, this is just, this is just despicable. But hey, it's boxing. People pay for circuses. And speaking of pay, I was mm. going to say it on Regis's. Girl, why is the DAZN fight? Okay, to be fair, the DAZN fight is $54.99 or no, $59.99 for DAZN subscribers. So it's cheaper than $79.99. But if you're not a DAZN subscriber, it's $79.99, one time. But why is it free in the UK? What have we done wrong in the States? Why do they always get free? And we always have to pay a monthly plus other things. Why can't we just have nice things for free sometimes? Why can't we have nice things? Because clearly... We, they, we, we the cash cow, we the cash cow in this fight game, the United States, we the A side in this thing. And that's why we got to get taxed all triple. Stop taxing us. Cause we're the A side in these boxing fans. I don't care if you had a hundred thousand people in Wembley stadium, your gates are not the same. <laughs> right. Ooh, these English people about to eat me up. I am tripping today. I need to bring right. it down. It's all right, girl. I mean, talk your shit. But I, I swear like, this is tea. There's nothing in it but tea. I, I, God, it just makes me sad. And I get it. It's a pay-per-view. You have to because it's Haney and Progate. It's a big, it really is a big fight. This is Make a really them pay fight. too. What the hell? Make I more mean, money. I know what, $24.99 or whatever that in pounds is like. 30 something but still 59.99 right before christmas is it's expensive but it is it it, there is it is a good card it is um i mean them talking their shit is really good ebony's on the card she's now fighting mio mio yoshida uh because Mm -hmm. uh what's her face the 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 bikini australian chick it was supposed to be the battle of the boobs that's what they were labeling (laughs) it as (laughs) <laughs> she got it she's injured so luckily they were able to uh, get um a replacement so she's still on the card um good for her. i'm great i'm happy for ebony kudos to DAZN their pre-fight uh promo of them talking in the black and white i think that was probably one of their best promos i've ever seen um and then just even the the off the cuff they have an off the cuff but totally different from our kind of off the cuff and then mm-hmm. they're face off with Chris Mannix. It's just like constant bickering and constant shit talking with these, with not just them two, the whole teams. I love it. I love it. Now it just better not be a boring fight. I really want to see, will Devin Haney take any chances and really try to land slush? Cause he's like, I'm going to knock you out. AKA I might just tie up and just box from the outside. I don't know. Oh, okay. So on the co-main, it's Liam Paro versus Montana Love. So we'll probably see oh, Montana's little cute puppy. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. Andy Cruz versus Giovanni Straffen. They I, are. I like Andy guys. Cruz. I like Andy Cruz a lot. And they will be competing for the IBF International lightweight strap. And then Ebony. And then Beatrice 
Ferreria Ferreira against Destiny Jones and Amari Jones versus Qualisto Madeira. And oh, okay. Amari is Devin Haney's uh, fighter in his camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. And then Shamar Canal versus Jose Antonio Mesa. And they I are like, super featherweights. Also. I like that they have two women belts on there. Yeah. That's shout good. out to them. We like that. Shout out I to I like women. that a lot. So good. That, that's that's I feel like I know that name. I, I think so why. too. I think she follows either our show account or both of us individually, but I know that I know that name as well. So salute to her. She is a super featherweight, crowded, crowded, crowded division, super featherweight. We'll talk yeah. about that in a future show. <laughs> yes, because there's a lot of women to go through. Uh, and then, you know what I just read today since we hmm. are dropping this show? I found this interesting. Totally not boxing related. Daddy Yankee is quitting reggaeton to focus on Christianity. Wow. Wow. Right? There's a lot of people, you know, we won't get too deep and too, too spiritual on this show, maybe a topic for a future show, but there is a lot of forces in the entertainment industry. And I've been noticing a lot of shifting lately into that and people shifting out and people turning more to God or just any industry, you know, recent, the most recent we've been seeing Ryan has been very unapologetic and very open about his faith It's admirable and commendable. And there's just, these people see things we don't see. And I guess that changes your mindset when you accumulate so much wealth because daddy Yankee got big, big bank that I feel like in life, you need no, no, yes. To have, have some yes check and balance. Yeah. If you yes. got too much yes, ultimately you start to lose your humanity in a sense because money can get everything. So if you don't have a strong spiritual base or constitution or something, it could turn dark. So maybe there's been some dark and he wants to turn towards the light. So yeah, I think that's, I, I, I saw that and I was like, that's so interesting because, uh, you know, we've, like you said, we've heard it with Ryan, we've heard it with Jamal, you know, they've all gone to the top and people fall. And so when you're at your darkest moment, you, you turn to some kind of spiritual Buddha, whatever, whatever religion or whatever meditation, whatever it is, but, uh, whatever daddy Yankee, if he's going through something, I'm glad that, you know, he's, he's doing something positive and healthy for himself. So that's Absolutely. all. But yeah, I found that really interesting. I'm like, I want to bring that up. You know, even my, even my favorite 50 cent, we know 50, a troll, my favorite 50 cent is a troll. And I saw, I've been seeing him recently posting about, you know, he's been on this tour. He's been on tour forever now. He's down in uh, Australia or something like now. He's been on tour for like six months. And because he says this is the last tour he's ever going to do. And I went and it was bomb. And if you're in wherever he's going, you were the one that where the girl got hit with the mic. Yes, I was at that one. But I'd say that about him because I've been seeing him posting some things too, where he was saying that God, God, this tour saved me from things. And he's been talking about God, like putting it a little bit in his content as well. And I'm like, hmm, what is really going on out here? So if you're watching and you believe in a higher power, pray for your girls because we welcome all positive energy. Yeah. spiritual and all those things because we all need it oh wow well on that note Giandra, we can't talk about anything else because that's like um we can't we can't mess up the energy you need that picture. 
Yes. But yeah, so you guys tune in. Um, Giandra got some really good footage of Terrence Crawford talking about 50 Cent. Uh, like, right. You know, and so we're not going to say, you're going to have to go to our YouTube channel and check out the footage and the, her interview. Good stuff. The man is a super, he's not real. I'm se- I'm sorry. I told Julie, his PR, I was like, he's he's not real. She wants him to start playing golf. I think he'd, be, he'd probably be better than Steph Curry in like, and Canelo put together. Let's put this on video now. So when it happens, they can credit us first. Uh-huh. Let let Bud play golf. And I think he should do like Shannon Briggs. Remember how Shannon Briggs used to pop up wherever Vladimir Klitschko was? I think Crawford oh, no, should show up. He should just show up where Canelo's playing golf and start just whack and just <laughs> killing him on the golf course and just look at him and walk off. Like Crawford, just start pulling up on him because I have no doubt you play golf too. I'm, I'm, I don't think there's any sport he can't play at all. Oh so start God. pulling up on Candelo on the golf course, and that's how we're gonna get to that fight. That is crazy. Well, yeah. So tune into all of uh, DeAndre's stuff for on Terrence Crawford. We have the Shakur stuff. We have lots of footage that we're dropping, lots of interviews. And make sure you guys, if you can't watch us on YouTube, go to our podcast, listen to it on on all of your favorite streaming devices on your headphones get the eargasms uh we are in partnership with blue wire network so yes again giandra i I can't wait for fight night i want to see what regis does remember it's on his own pay-per-view this saturday at the chase center the chase arena and um we're gonna see if uh, regis is still or are we gonna have and new and we're gonna see if the bodyguard still has a velcro gun holster Goofy, goofy, goofy body. So funny. It's so funny. All right, guys. Um, I'm Cynthia Conte. I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, in partnership with Blue Wire Network. See you guys at the fight. Bye, guys.